Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have details on the closure of the PAMI location in Portage La Prairie. And up first in today's country comment, we'll talk about some changes coming to the Clean Farms Plastics Recycling Program. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Clean Farms has announced that it's changing its recycling drop-off locations in Manitoba where producers take empty 23-liter and smaller plastic pesticide and fertilizer containers. The recycling collection system is gradually transitioning from sites at municipal transfer stations and landfill facilities to collecting empty egg jugs at Manitoba Agricultural Retail Operations. With details, here's Clean Farms Executive Director Barry Friesen. This is a move that uh, has been in play for for a long time. We've been planning for this, and uh, and in fact, it's been done since 2001 in Saskatchewan. So this is sort of a natural progression to, to for a couple of reasons. One is to give more access to the farmers for, for them to be able to recycle their containers, but secondly, also to reduce the burden on municipalities that have, for years since the program began in 1989, uh, has been collected at municipalities. So uh, it, it, we're not doing it overnight. It's a three-year transition. And uh, and uh, we ask farmers, you know, lo- go to our website and look wh- where the locations are. And the long term uh, is that we, we feel and we know through the experience in Saskatchewan and other parts of the country is that uh, return to retail for, for these types of materials works best for the farmers. Barry, I guess, just talk a little bit more about the types of containers we're talking about here, um, just well, so farmers have a better we're idea. We're talking about all containers under 23 litres. The standard size is usually a 10-litre container that farmers are so used to using, and these are high-density polyethylene containers. Uh, the, the, the difference between what they'll be doing in the new program versus the old program is they will be able to get collection bags from, uh, from their ag retail, and they'll be able to put their triple or pressure rinse containers into those bags, fill them up and take them back uh, to the egg retail. They're already doing it for the bulk containers and uh, and they will be doing it for the seed and pesticide and inoculant bags as well. So it's a, it's a very convenient one-stop shop for these types of materials. Maybe talk a little bit about how things are, are going here. The season has barely started. As you know, We particularly in Manitoba, there's been a lot of wet weather and things are a little bit later than normal. But, uh, you know, we are business as usual. Uh, farmers can continue throughout this year to use their old collection sites, but uh, we w- just wanted to make people aware that uh, certain of those sites will be closed by at the end of this year and they'll be to to go to their ag retail but again it'll be more convenient for them because that's where they go to buy their product and uh, generally there's more sites uh, more more retail sites than there are municipal sites so uh, so far so good this year we also have our other programs our grain bag and twine program that has started up and and uh, we're still doing pilot uh, collections on bale and silage wrap as well all right, excellent. Anything else to highlight, uh, Barry? No, other than the fact that we've always appreciated working with uh, Manitoba farmers. They're, they're, they're great folks. They want to do the right thing, and we're just tr- trying to provide more and more convenient solutions for them. Love to hear their feedback, info at cleanfarms.ca. Feel free to talk to us. And I guess the last thing is this change in, in collection location for the containers. It, it is a change, and sometimes change is hard. But uh, on the other hand, if they have any questions or suggestions, feel free to uh, to contact us, and we'd love to hear from them. 
That was Clean Farms Executive Director Barry Friesen. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Manitoba Agriculture says provincial seeding progress sits at 87% complete. That's up 22% from last week and behind the five-year average of 99% for this time. High humidity has encouraged foliar disease development in dense canopy fall rye and winter wheat crops. Foliar fungicide application is occurring on flag leaf and head emergence stages. Many fields, particularly in the southwest and central regions, have had fertilizer and seed floated on. Estimates are 5 to 15% of all canola acres were broadcast seeded this year. Three Faculty of Agricultural and Food Sciences alumni were honored for their outstanding professional contributions in public service at a celebration held earlier this month at the University of Manitoba. The Certificate of Merit is presented in recognition of leadership with agricultural organizations and outstanding service to the community at large. The 2022 recipients are Curtis Evanson of Morris and Laura and Henry Holtman of Rosser. Curtis talked about volunteering for various events in the region. It is the people. You know, it's just amazing that there's all these people across the province who are willing to, like, year in, year out, come and volunteer for an event that there's no personal gain, is financial gain or anything. They're doing it for the betterment of their communities, and they keep doing it for year after year, and, and they're so committed. That's the reward, is talking to those kind of people. And Ducks Unlimited is making almost 2,200 acres of hay land available to Manitoba farmers who suffered through historic dry conditions and cattle feed shortages last year. Producers have until June 29th to bid on hay opportunities in 16 municipalities in southwest Manitoba through the hay tender program. Cam Ross is Grasslands Manager. We understand how important it is to manage our grasslands that we have, and the best way that we can do that is working with local producers. So through this hay tender program, we offer thousands of acres each year for local producers to get a chance. They can bid on it, and if they're successful, they can take that property for hay and have feed for the winter. For more information, go to ag.ducks.ca. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, June 15th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll have details on the closure of the PAMI location in Portageville Prairie. The Prairie Agricultural Machinery Institute, or PAMI, in Portageville Prairie will be closing its doors at the end of July. Reporter Mike Bloom got the details from President and CEO Leah Olson. So PAMI is an organization that provides a lot of engineering um, services. We do some testing um, and have had uh, a legacy of doing so. Um, over the last, um, well, we had seven consecutive deficits and posted our first surplus in 2020-21. Um, and so we are looking at our business model and, and needing to change how we operate. So after much consideration, um, management with um, the support of, of our board of directors, but also with the support of, um, of other key stakeholders, we've decided to consolidate our physical footprint and fundamentally change how we collaborate and provide service to clients. So we're really excited to continue being able to offer services to organizations based in Manitoba. Um, the majority of our team is going to be co-located with other industry um, leaders in Winnipeg, Portage, and also um, Brandon. And so excited to see how that will evolve 
um, relationships not only with those stakeholders, but also um, for those in the agriculture, mining, and transportation industries. So when is everything changing here? What would the timeline be? So we informed our employees first and foremost because it, it impacts them most directly. So we informed them. Um, and we've also let our clients know that um, the testing services, the mechanical testing services, will cease to be offered out of the portage location at the end of July. And um, there are two roles that are being terminated as a result of this decision, and so those two roles will be terminated at the end of August. So trying to give, um, you know, our clients and our employees um, time to adapt. And, and again, this is about changing how we operate um, so that we can continue to provide valuable services to our clients. So is the building being sold or it's still going to be owned by PAMI and something else going to be done there? No, the building and the lands are, are being um, sold. Okay. Yeah, is there anything else you'd like to add about it? Um, I, you know, I think this is a really um, unique step in PAMI's um, existence. It's definitely a change in how we operate. Um, we did some market research earlier this year. We had Nanos Research, um, you know, talk to, to our clients and, and help us understand what do our clients value and, you know, where do we, where do we help them. And, and that was a key um, piece of work for us to know that we do have, um, you know, clients that really enjoy doing work with us and that we do add value to them. So the question for the management team and, and for our organization as a whole really became, you know, how do we focus on what we do really well and what do we need to change to be able to function um, and, and to continue um, being able to provide these services? So as I said, you know, this was a decision that was made after much consideration. Um, and, you know, it, it's one that we have the majority of our Manitoba team is still in Manitoba. And that's really important to us because we, we do a lot of work in um, the province and, and we want to see those clients, you know, continue to, to prosper. So, so, I, it's, uh, so it's, a, it's a step in a different direction, which, which we're excited about. If somebody doesn't know what PAMI does, what would you describe your services as? Um. So our services would be, we're a consulting firm specialized in agriculture, mining, and transportation that also has um, a lot of unique test equipment. Um, so we can, you know, really test the limits of what mechanically can be done by a, a piece of equipment. I mean, we employ a lot of engineers, technologists, people that are highly skilled and, and specialized, um, and, and so when um, clients come to us, they typically come to us um, because they need an extra um, hand in terms of engineering, but because we also have the ability to weld and fabricate, um, it makes us a one-stop shop for them. And so most of it, well, again, what we found out through the market research is that, um, you know, that clients really value that one-stop shop. And Throughout the pandemic, what we found was that our team, many of them were working from home. There's a couple of roles that can't work from home because they're dependent on the physical test equipment. Um, but for the most part, that really enabled us to offer our services and, and realize opportunities um, with our own team 
um, because it didn't really matter where our team was located, but what mattered most was being able to access um, the skills and, and talk to each other. So again, as we look to the future of PAMI, we're very excited to um, be able to co-locate our, our team with others in the, in the industry because we see great potential in terms of being able to do that, as do they. And your central office, is, is it there with where you are? It's, um, so it's in Humboldt. It, mm. it always has been. Um, yeah. it's, it's established through legislation that it's headquartered in Humboldt, yeah. That was Leah Olson. She's the president and CEO of PAMI, or the Prairie Agricultural Machinery Institute. The organization will be closing its Portage La Prairie location at the end of July. She was chatting with reporter Mike Blue. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Soy Canada is hosting its annual general meeting June 20th from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. at the Fort Garry Hotel in Winnipeg. The Miami Agricultural Society is celebrating its 25th annual rodeo along with the 113th annual fair June 25th and 26th. The Miami 4-H Beef Club will be hosting their interclub judging competition Friday evening and an open 4-H beef show on Saturday. The Roland 4-H Museum is open throughout July and August. The hours are 1 to 4 p.m., Call 204-343-2061 for appointments. And Manitoba Crop Diagnostic School takes place July 5th to the 8th at the University of Manitoba Ian R. Morrison Research Farm in Carmen. The sessions will be held from 8.30 a.m. until 3 p.m. daily. Cost is $175. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon, Protein Industries Canada made an announcement last week in regards to oat beverages. I got the details from CEO Bill Gruel. We announced the project. Uh, it's about a million-dollar investment to utilize um, oat-based ingredients that are produced in Saskatchewan for some food processors based out in Vancouver. Yeah, I guess uh, talk a little bit about the project and, and what that money will be used for. Yeah, so this is a great project where we've connected an ingredient manufacturer here in the prairies with uh, food manufacturers out in, out in British Columbia. One of the food manufacturers is a company called Plant Veda, they uh, do plant-based dairy um, uh, yogurts and things that are that are dairy-free. For the most part, they're using cashew nuts and other ingredients that they're importing into Canada. So this project is to um, use use uh, oat-based ingredients as a replacement for some of those um, other other ingredients that they're using, like like cashews. So, so the work will be, you know, how do we incorporate oat uh, oat concentrates into their product formulation? How do you make sure that it's got the taste and the mouthfeel and the nutritional composition? So it's really a great example of um, utilizing these Western Canadian-based ingredients into food products that we'll see on the grocery store shelves. Are there a lot of um, oat-based beverages on, on the market now, or is that something that's you know just just kind of being developed at this point? Yeah, it's 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 a rapidly growing market. So if um, if anybody on listing today walks through the grocery stores today you'll see a lot of different oat, uh, oat-based milks, like oat-based beverages in the marketplace today. Um, the dairy replacement is the largest category, the largest, fastest-growing category for plant-based foods. Uh, so there is, you know, things like oat milk, but um, things that they're doing in this project, like yogurt and um, fermented drinks, is, uh, is a pretty new category. 
That was Bill Gruel. He's the CEO with Protein Industries Canada. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Producers have until June 29th to bid on hay opportunities in 16 municipalities in southwest Manitoba through the Ducks Unlimited Hay Tender Program. Ducks Unlimited is making almost 2,200 acres of hayland available to Manitoba farmers who suffered through historic dry conditions and cattle feed shortages last year. Cam Ross is Grasslands Manager. Benefits them very much. I think it uh, gives them a chance to, to get some extra hay that they wouldn't usually have, especially if it's you know just down the road from them too. I think it, it really benefits local producers. They don't have to travel far to get hay and they can get it at, a, at an all right price as well. For more information, go to ag.ducks.ca. Earlier this month, three Faculty of Agricultural and Food Sciences alumni were honoured for their outstanding professional contributions and public service at a celebration held at the University of Manitoba. The Certificate of Merit is presented in recognition of leadership with agricultural organizations and outstanding service to the community at large. The 2022 recipients are Curtis Evanson of Morris and Laura and Henry Holtman of Rosser, Laura talked about her involvement with agriculture in the classroom. I've been involved for the last six years and held some uh, executive positions, and now I am president of uh, Agriculture in the Classroom Manitoba. We're very excited uh, to be able to uh, provide ag-related curriculum to all ages in the school system. We hope that our, our goal, our North Star goal, is that at the end that uh, students will be agriculture literate. Uh, graduating from high school will maybe lead them to careers in agriculture um, from the rural and from the urban um, areas as well. And Canada's industry minister says an agreement in principle with mining giant BHP Billiton will mean up to $100 million in federal money to advance development of a low emissions potash mine in Saskatchewan. The mine will be developed in Janssen, and the federal government says it's expected to generate the lowest direct on-site emissions intensity of any potash mine. It's also expected to boost Canada's potash production by nearly 22%. BHP will invest more than $7.5 billion in Janssen Stage 1 and anticipates the mine to be operational by 2027 with an initial production capacity of 4.3 to 4.5 million tonnes of potash per year. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll get an update on the hog markets. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.